in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Hey, welcome everybody to another brand new episode of the Top Ten. Uh, I am the outlaw, John Roca. And uh, I am Matt Nost. It's our third ever live version for the patrons. So yeah. uh, it's nice to see all those people in the chat already. I'm sure we'll gain more as the uh, the minutes progress. Uh, but yeah. welcome, all of you. And we're happy to be doing this again. And hopefully you guys enjoy uh, this little perk. And if you guys, anybody out there watching or listening wants to be in early and uh, watch us record this and interact with us, go to patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10 and you can join us uh, the second and fourth thursday of every stinking month absolutely ten dollars and above gets you access i would say a front row pass to see us do the live show we rarely edit these shows so it's going to be raw authentic right on right there in your face uh and you get to know the subjects before everyone else does you get mm-hmm. to know what, what the show is like before everyone else does and you get to wait a few days and re-experience the show all over again, either uh, on the podcast feed or on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. So this is the perks that we're giving out for the $10 and above patrons. You're, in essence, getting live shows every two weeks like we used to do. No, not like we used to do, but we used to travel the country and do these live shows. Now, this is our kind of smaller way of doing that for you all as a thank you. It's great to see so many people in here already. Paul Cree joining us from uh, good old... Britain there, Philip Hunt already, Francisco Ramirez Burgos, Charles Clark, Dale Varley. Uh, thank you all so much for joining. And remember, your words, your comments, your ideas will get thrown up on the screen if we think they're funny enough or they apply to what we're doing. We'll throw it up there. For example, Dale Varley, he said, opening with NBA trade talk. I don't know. Should we, Matt? I mean, we've got <laughs> we got a commits about something here, and it is the NBA trade deadline, which according to my watch, just ended here 12 p.m pt 3 p.m et uh so uh do you want to jump into that or do you have something else you want to talk about uh well officially then rondo has not i'm pardon me lowry has not been traded yeah uh, is it official have they, have they made that statement it won't happen well no i mean no they have obviously haven't but okay if we're past the deadline unless it's some weird they have to like process one at a time yeah. And there are some that come in after. I, I don't know, but it doesn't look like it. No, it also doesn't look like Lonzo Ball is being traded either. Nope. According to Wojo, he's staying in New Orleans. So did you anticipate that they would make a move uh, uh, with Lonzo Ball? I think if they could have gotten any kind of offer they liked, they would have. Right. Uh, right. I'm also surprised. So Shams is saying that uh, JJ, as of six minutes ago, might be on a deal to the Mavs. He'll probably get bought out. I figured they were going to do something. I mean, they just, I don't know. Yeah. You don't know what you're going to get from that team night in, night out. So, right, right. You mean JJ Reddick? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, yeah, yeah. Do you know another? Oh, well, I guess, I Bray, know. but he's, he's recently retired. I can't think of another JJ in the league. Yeah. JJ there's, there's bound to Good be. Point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, had, we had a few moves here. Rondo, uh, the Hawks are training Rondo to the Clippers for Lou Williams. Lou coming closer to his favorite wing spot. Uh, so, are you. 
Do you think it's a good move, Rondo? Do you think they sense they need a little more leadership on uh, on their side of the not, fence there? Not even close to his favorite, you know, wing stop, so to speak. Uh, it's the same fucking city. <laughs> and they have a wing uh, named after him. So I imagine he's going to be a fixture in that particular establishment. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, you know, there's a whole bunch of, Oh, that's interesting. I mean, there was never going to be any huge blockbusters. Aaron Gordon going to Denver's the biggest move outside yeah. of maybe Vucevic. Like Orlando had fire sale. Evan Fournier went to the Celtics. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they need to do that though. What the hell are they? I don't even know. Um, yeah. Yeah. But Aaron yeah. Gordon. Aaron Gordon's gone as well, isn't he? Did he leave? Yeah. Or did he he went to Denver. He went to Denver, which is going to be great for Denver, which is right now kind of mired. Uh, what in the middle of the table at this point? Uh, so maybe they want to make a move to get themselves back into contention to be in the uh, in the Western uh, Finals as well. I, I, yeah, I think they're looking at the landscape, going, "Who knows with the Lakers with the, these injuries?" Yeah, and this could be our year. Let's kind of push a little bit and see if we can make that happen. So I yeah. mean, they're sacrificing a little bit, uh, but Gordon should be interesting. But they've they're surging in the right direction. Yeah. And, you know, they don't have near as hard a schedule as most everybody above them uh, right. in the West right now, save for, I think, it, uh, Utah. Utah's got mm. the easiest schedule. Mm. Um, but, yeah. yeah, it's super interesting. I mean, there's a lot to kind of digest, really see what all of this means. Yeah. What about some... Go what ahead. about the Fournier trade, man? Do you like the Fournier trade for the Celtics? Does that really yeah, help them? Sure, it does. On okay. the second unit, sure. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Um, second unit but, guy. Exactly. But are the Celtics a second unit guy away from winning a championship? No, 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 no they're not. They're waiting they're, for the buyout market and see what happens there. They're a first unit guy away, away from yes. the championship. Or they're a first three. unit center or forward away from being yeah. in contention in the East, let alone a championship. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised uh, they couldn't get done. Well, maybe not surprised, I guess, because like, where are you going to if you were going to try to get Aaron Gordon on the Celtics? It wouldn't make any sense, would it? I mean, do they have a place for Aaron Gordon if they could have had uh, could have swung a deal here? Uh, I'm they'll figure something out. Mm. They were hot for him. That makes a little more sense. Yeah, than Evan Fournier, just because they're they're pretty much set at ball handling guard two three combo like one two three right. Don't know that they necessarily. It doesn't hurt, but sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, my Bulls traded for Vucevic. Yeah, what's that all about? You guys, are you guys I, trying to make a move here? What, what's the situation here? It's not a bad deal. Look, he's an all star. He is. He puts up. Yeah, he's an all star. He's a monster. Uh, he's a monster. Yeah, in the in the middle, he's a monster in the middle. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I I like it because his deal is descending. Mm -hmm. It's. And by, you know, guys that can do what he does, it's not a bad number. Wendell Carter couldn't stay healthy for us. So hopefully he does in Orlando. Mm -hmm. um, I mm -hmm. still like him. And then Otto Porter, your former guy, our now former guy. Wasn't he playing well? I thought he was playing well for you guys. Who, Porter? Yeah. Nah, I mean, he's been in and out. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, there was talk of us also shipping out marketing. Oh, yeah. Um. And his broken jaw. Um, well. 20, <laughs> you're also sending out two first-round picks for Vucevic, 2021 and 2023. 21 is, is protected. Okay, fair. All right. Still. But, yeah. 
Still, but at the same time, if it doesn't land in the top four, then it's going to land uh, mm-hmm. at like eight, nine, or ten. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, uh, all right, we're basically protecting it. All right, so it could be an eight, nine, or ten. That's a solid guy, but Vooch is better than a ten. And then two years from now, fingers crossed, we're just yeah. as good, if not better. And that's uh oh, that sucks. That's a fourteenth. I mean, it helps with depth, but you can live yeah. with it if it goes right. So you also I'm picked not, up two of our scrubs, Troy Brown and Mo yeah. Wagner. Good luck yeah, with that. I know, I know. And you <laughs> took two of ours. I don't understand. It's one of those trades where it's like, oh yeah, that guy. Okay. And you traded him for that other dude? All right. All right. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but who knows? A, you know, in three years, one of those guys could be the next Christian Wood type yeah. of thing, where it just yeah, takes yeah. him a little bit longer. Uh, maybe you see something in them. Who knows? Right, right. Uh, God, I, I'm just shocked by Porter. He played so well for us. He had so much uh, potential, so much upside, and yet here he is. This is his third team he's been traded to, man. It's kind of a weird situation about how he keeps getting handed off, you know, just kind of strange. I think for you, because you had him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we liked what he had. We liked what he had. Just I know, but he was up and down, just like he still is. Yeah, true. Very and true. now he's out of the lineup so much that it's tough for him to come back in and get like into a rhythm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was yeah. happy when he wasn't getting playing time. <laughs> <laughs> not a big fan of him, then, I guess. It's not that I'm not a fan of him. I just, uh-huh. I see what he could be, and he's just not that. Right. At least right, right now. And uh, so it's like, oh, we have better options to try and figure this out. Do you but like yeah. the, I swing back to the Rondo thing real quick. I, I think they understand that the PG uh, uh, Ka- Kawhi partnership is not working here and they need a point guard who's going to whip these two guys into shape in terms of playing together. And they figure a veteran like Rondo might be the answer having, you know, been the point guard for the Lakers last year when they won the title. So do you think, this is, in essence, what they're trying to do is bring some hard-nosed, intelligent uh, basketball IQ to the Clippers to kind of settle them down a little bit and help uh, Paul George and uh, Kawhi play better together. Okay. All right, so we do have new breaking. Uh-oh. Break it. Lonzo is- trade is not going to happen. Yes, we've mentioned that at the top of the show. What else? Uh, well, I mean, we didn't know that, for it, but officially from New Orleans. Oh, okay, okay. Fair, fair. At least Woj is saying no Lonzo trade. He's staying in New Orleans. That's mm-hmm. basically he's staying in New Orleans. <laughs> but Houston traded Ola Depot to Miami. Oh shoot! Oh shit! I mean, That's I knew he had suitors. What? So what? They couldn't wow. get Lowry, so they got Ola Depot. Ooh, lordy, 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 lordy! Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, okay. All right. So there is yeah the new uh, yes. I have no idea what the details. I was trying to find the details of the trade. I got nothing so far. That just posted two minutes ago, so I don't think it's been released. Woj will put it out. Wow. Uh, yeah, but it's been two years since Depot was, you know, all-star, yeah. all-NBA caliber. Dude, he had a weird injury, and then yep. he's shown flashes since he's been back, uh, you know, in Indy and then now into Houston. Although Houston is just – it's hard to make – Heads or tails of what in the fuck is going on in Houston. Right, right. Um, so change the scenery. He wanted to go to Miami. That was his number one destination. And Miami right. didn't want to give up much to get him. Uh, just knowing that a free agency, that was his number one destination. And everybody in the league knew it. Wow. 
yeah, kind of hurts <laughs> uh, your trade value. Hey, you wonder what they got. Out of yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. That's the that's the unfortunate thing of we're doing a breaking show yeah, on yeah. a movie show, where it's just like I we we got to refresh and uh, whatnot. But anyway, that's the breaking. That's big breaking. That's some big breaking. It's big breaking. Yeah, it's big breaking. And you're right. I mean, he hasn't been, the, but you know, he doesn't have to be in Miami, right? He's they've got Jimmy buckets. They've got other pilot Tyler Hero. They've got other players there who can kind of shoulder the workload, the main yeah. workload. So he doesn't have to be a guy that no. kind of takes over as an alpha. But having Oladipo either on the bench or starting with you is a great addition for the Heat. And now they put themselves in pole position, possibly to go and threaten anybody in the East and come out again. We'll see about that. We'll see about that. They said that last year. They got there. Yes, but last year was an anomaly season. Mm. This one's playing out a little bit more normal, so it's easier. I I mean, didn't know what the hell you're going to get in Orlando. Yeah, it was like March Madness for two months. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) Of the best basketball players in the world, like this is awesome. Games all the time. It sounds like you're putting an asterisk on this uh, championship. No, no, no. I'm saying, saying no, no. I'm saying every year has its own challenges. Sure. And they overcame the challenges last year of a very unique situation. Right, right. Um, I'll be curious as to whether or not they can do it again. Just after reading the stories of players like being burnt out after two to three weeks and they're there for two months. Mm. Uh, It's just the monotony of doing the same thing day in, day out. Right. So the most East German team (laughs) in the league was dude they got they got you know body shaming sessions where they come in and they test your fat and you gotta go weigh yourself and all that like miami ain't no joke yeah no doubt Um, so they get those uh covet sniffing dogs the whole nine man whatever it takes yeah um you know miami's a unique a unique team Uh, Wojo reporting here as of two minutes ago, the Raptors are keeping Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry sources tell ESPN. So no Kyle Lowry trade weird. They must've just not seen anything. They must've not seen anything they really wanted. Cause it seemed pretty clear that Kyle was going. If the uh, option was on the table. Yeah, they just, they wanted Tyler hero. In addition to other things, Miami <laughs> didn't want to give him up. Yeah. Um, Lakers, it was Talon Horton Tucker and other things, and I don't think the Lakers wanted to give him up. Yeah. Uh well, the Lakers floated was KCP plus Harrell, although Harold turns redundant more than likely in the playoffs, so that one's not as big. Right, right. But KCP's did well for you. That's gonna be, you know. My concern here is what the what do the Lakers do? I mean, look, they're only four or five games above the Mavericks who are sitting at eight. So, I mean, if they go on a swoon here without AD, without LeBron over the next six weeks, four to six weeks, they could be in some real trouble trying to climb back into this playoff uh, contention, man. Yeah. Well, they could easily dip to seven after this, you know, however long LeBron is out type of thing. And if they can slip to seven, there is a world in which they could slip even further. Yeah. I mean, they've Uh, lost three in a row without them right now. Well, there is the, dude, if you get down to the playing game and what if you have a bad night and you just lose and then now you're out of the playoffs? Yeah. Um, it happens. Or yeah. somebody gets injured in that game and then suddenly you're, you know, scrambling to figure out whatever lineup. Uh, yeah, it it gets, but they still have the buyout market. 
there will yeah. still be a few guys available and they'll be able to pick up somebody because it's the Lakers. Yeah, but it's no LeBron or AD sitting out there. So I don't know. No, but Andre out. Drummond could be coming. LaMarcus could be. Aldridge could be coming. Oh, yeah. LaMarcus Aldridge is another one. Yeah. He could get yeah. something even at 35. Um, one other bit of news here. Let's move off the NBA trade deadline. Sure. Uh, Matt is uh, Jessica Walter. Uh, we just got news. She passed that. away. What a shame. Uh, right. George Segal passing away, I think, yesterday or two days ago. And now Jessica yesterday. Walter. Oh, yesterday. What did you think of? Uh, did you enjoy Arrested Development? Uh, you know, Archer. So many great things she was a part of. I uh, enjoyed both. Yeah. Although I didn't watch Archer to its completion, and I haven't seen the last season of Arrested Development. Okay. Uh, so there's always that. Yeah, it, it's sad. Her and George Siegel. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. It's Considering her career lasted five decades, yeah, that's pretty right? impressive. Yeah. 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 And depending on when she started, technically, we could be in the sixth decade. It's kind of like Vince Carter played in three different decades, technically, mm-hmm. yes. The 90s through 2020. Yeah. Late 90s, you know, 99 through. Just like, yeah. Played in three different decades, so she could have acted in major things over the past six decades. Yeah, uh, you know, rest in peace. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. But yeah, also, like the, you know, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. I was sorry. just nothing. Go ahead, please. I'll just say one more thing. Just uh, you know, for those, it's it's movie related because uh, she was uh, the co-star with Clint Eastwood on his directorial debut, played Misty for me. Mm-hmm. That is Jessica Walter. So do your research on that uh, woman. She was uh, she's been doing it since the '60s and was consistently working since the '60s. Not an easy thing to do in this business. So you no. got to give her props and uh, really found some new life later on in her career. Uh, and that is not always the case for female actresses in this business. So shout out to Jessica Walter and I'm seeing already so many yes. uh, dedications to her on Twitter from people who worked with her in other shows. Uh I know she's so perfect yeah. on Arrested Development. So wow. perfect. It's incredible how, how right they got that cast. <laughs> well, both ways. Yeah. Archer, too. She's just great yeah. on Archer going back and forth with H. Uh, John Benjamin, who's fantastic on the show as Archer. So that's another one where never in a million years would I thought of Chris Parnell for that role. <laughs> right. And he is nothing short of stellar. Uh, it's yeah. nothing against Chris Parnell. It's just like, huh, that's it. I never would have. Yeah. He's got a voice just like anyone else. I just hadn't, you know, visualized him. And that's like, what great casting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. To have that. What decade and a half run yeah. at the end. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Got to give her props. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, rest in peace. Shout out to her family, prayers and, and uh, thoughts of comfort. Yeah. For sure. I, um, all right. Well, uh, that's our kibitz for starting out here. Thanks to everyone who's still joining us here. Uh, it's so great to see some uh, Drew ends up in here saying this has been the Dropping Dimes trade deadline show. I guarantee yeah. you, Matt's going to have a way longer one than we just did. Maybe this is more of a preview than anything else, Matt. <laughs> well, yeah, I did a, a preview show yesterday. Oh, you did? Uh, okay. But trade deadline is, oh, man, there's there's always so much potential every year. And then it just ends up like, well, some shit happened. Yeah, some stuff uh, went down. Did you yeah. hear about it? But it's yeah. rare when it's like, holy shit, the landscape just changed. <laughs> uh, although Miami could be. You're right. I mean, with Oladipo, it, it could be super interesting. People just, care when they have to care, and especially talent. 
like Oladipo, he was doing what he could do in Houston, but he wasn't in, he wasn't like, I'm not going to take this team on my shoulders. That's John Wall's responsibility. Yeah. Now he goes to Miami. He could show up and show out. I guarantee you he's going to start putting them up like crazy. I just have a feeling. That's Did a you see that talented. vintage John Wall 360 layup? Like three, it was just vintage. The only it's, dude I've seen do it more than once in each time. So like, I can't even imagine how many times you practice that because that is flawless. I just don't see, I don't see the difference now in the trade. As I'm looking at my wizards, fucking just, uh, just nothing but a garbage, a dumpster fire <laughs> now. I don't see the, tr- the logic of the trade anymore. John Wall would be getting just as many wins if he had stayed on the wizards mm-hmm. as Russell is getting now. Yeah, he wouldn't maybe be having triple doubles, but he'd be just as great. So, and Russell would be doing the same thing that he's doing that John Wall is doing in Houston. Yep. So there's no difference. Nope. Nobody saved any money. Uh, so in the end, uh, it just didn't make sense. Now, when you look at this trade overall, and you know, I feel bad for Bradley. Bradley didn't get moved. There wasn't even any hint of Bradley Beal moving. Man. So, no, I, he wanted to stay through the season for sure. Yeah, I guess. Get uh, he paid. already said as much, and then. Just just quiet the bullshit like a month ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we didn't have to deal with it all throughout this. But yeah, no, you're swapping the exact same. It's the only contract you could have traded for. Yeah. That's the best part. It's just like I, when they made the trade, it's like, I don't know how Westbrook makes you any better, really. Uh, and you said that, and I didn't want to believe you. I thought, no, he takes us. I don't you want to believe in the hope. Alpha dog. Right? Exactly. I have been dismissing Vucevic's numbers for years because it's like, who else is shooting on? Now he's on my squad. And it's not like I hated on him but when he made the all-star team the first time. It's like, right. he is putting up the stats, but does anybody fear Orlando? Yeah, yeah. Um, But well, it's better than what we got. So, And you just picked up Daniel Thies from Boston. So good luck with that. Good luck oh, with I didn't that. see that. Yeah, Wojo just dropped it. Boston's trading center Daniel Thies to Chicago. And then Bo Wagner goes to the Celtics. There you go. (sighs) I like Tice. Okay. I genuinely like Tice. All right. Let's see what it does for y'all. The only thing that I don't like about Tice and has nothing uh, against him is he gets more fouls called on him where they're just phantom than any player that I I can recall. Okay. They go to the replay and you're like, dude, he did not. He got called again. Uh, a Celtics fan, uh, a friend of mine who's a fan, pointed it yeah. out like a year and a half ago. Uh, something he's like, "Dude, watch this." Tice never gets the calls, and then he just—it <laughs> is impressive. I have seen it so many times where I now side with the guy, so I don't mind having him. But I know that there are going to be fucking fouls called on him. But I like him. He's you know he does the absolute most with what he has. They got to give him props for that for sure. All right, we'll see. Interesting moves by your bulls, man. We'll see what happens. We'll see you short up if we didn't move Marker then. Okay. Um, all right, but anyway, we're not here to talk about basketball or to talk about the great Jessica Walter, uh, late great Jessica Walter. We're here to talk about the top 10 mm-hmm. David Fincher films. And, uh, of course, for those of you who are patrons, it's that time of the month. We will, For not $5 and above, we will have your shout-outs at the end of the show. But David Fincher, how did we arrive at David Fincher here, Matt Nost, for this list? Do you remember? That was sent in by a boss hog patron, Manuel oh. Rivera. Manuel Rivera. All he right. is the one sending in. So we are doing this. Uh, as he rightly pointed out, can't believe you. Like, how have you guys not done this? Mm. Um, well, well, there hadn't been 10. Yeah. Mank, Mank had to come out to get to 10. Unless we we're going to do one of Fincher's music videos. 
Well, no, he had 10 before Mank. Did he? What was the other 10? What was the right? 10? Well, let's, we can, the, he only has, I believe, 11. I don't think there's, I don't think there's anything past 10, but that's just me. We'll see. We'll see. Well, all right. One of them does not make my list. Okay. All right. We will find Obviously, out. It's a top 10 list, but he I believe he only has 11. I thought I, I thought I only saw 10, but maybe I was wrong. So I don't want to leave anything off. So if you say well, one I, that I don't have on my list, then I'm going to feel like an idiot. An idiot. Well, yeah, unless. Yeah, I screwed up. Maybe I accidentally. I was in the director category on IMDb. Oh, no, you're right. There is 11. You're right. My bad. My bad. My bad. So I am going to kick one off. All right. I'm going to kick one off, man. I hate to break it to you. I'm kicking one off. I don't know why you're, what is that breaking to me? Did I have some vested interest in? Did you just kick off like? I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. As we we'll find out. We will. But thank um, you to, to Manuel for, A, yeah. you know, supporting us, and B, uh, sitting in a topic that, yeah, neither, I mean, he's right at the line, though. So it's not like yeah, yeah. past couple of years is when he finally crossed the threshold. Uh, but it is pretty impressive mm-hmm. when you look at that. It's a solid 10 oh, out of un- 11 for me. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. That's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, even the one that may not be on your list is not on your list because not because it's terrible. It's still a quality film. Yeah. Just, it just wasn't my just jam. like it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then you throw right. in stuff like uh, mind hunter. Yeah. And you're like, that is so excellent. It sucks. It's not coming back for anything else. Yeah. That does um, suck, man. I know. I was, oh, we could wrap this up. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't know the lead guy got his break on Hamilton until. Oh, yeah. Like the lead up to the live version of, on Disney Plus of Hamilton. Right. Playing King George. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Coming back to reprise a role. And I was like, oh, so that's how he got really introduced to people. Yeah. Um, which he was excellent. He's my probably my favorite part of that entire movie, or not movie, but uh, play. Yep, Jonathan Groff. Yeah, Jonathan Groff. Thank you. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah I was, it was like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, great casting. Uh, he's he's excellent in it. You gotta love it. Philip Philip Hunt is uh, a little frisky. Says number ten feature film Mank. How do you make a film about Citizen Kane boring? Wow, you, you know, a little frisky considering he's got Kubrick there as his uh, as his. Um, Icon, let me tell you, boring. It's called Barry Lyndon. That's fucking boring, pal. pal. <laughs> I mean, calm down on the. Why, why, why are we gonna drag Kubrick down to build Fincher up? I'm just saying, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna come after a director. Make sure you've got a director in your icon or your avatar that doesn't have a boring film. Yeah, it's very true. I just, and I know what you're saying. It was a nice pull. It was very quick. Thank you. And uh, I'm not negating that. I'm just saying it's kind of tough to drag Stanley Kubrick at all. It's like it's tough. It's <laughs> it is. The card I have to play. <laughs> I don't give a flying fuck about Bear. Old Bear can do whatever it wants to. I'm fine with all the rest of it, by and large. Uh, that's that is pretty impressive. Fincher's like that too. Just like you know what, a few a, a few of these I do thoroughly enjoy, but I will tell you what the rewatchability of a bunch of these is off the charts for subject matter that really shouldn't be. Yeah, that's a good point. That's absolutely an excellent point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. See, there he goes. It's a Barry Lennon's a masterpiece. It's a, it's a piece. Of well, stuff. good for you. Everybody, you know, everybody's got their opinion, and everybody's opinion is correct. 
fair. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Uh, I know, but it, it, to you, it's correct. That's fine. It's, facts can't dis- dissuade you of your position. That's fine. That's true. That's true. Um, all right. Anyway, let's get into this thing as we're 27 minutes in. And we haven't even started the show. Uh, what uh, do you want to tell? Do you want to do you want to tell them how the show works better? Do you want to refer them back to other shows <laughs> as you did last week? Felt good, didn't it? It felt uh, good. It's a nice change. <laughs> it was a nice change. Uh, you know, I do some, he does some, and then we get to the end and <laughs> everything is good to go. We'll put it together. That's right. We'll put it together. And Drew uh, N says he's got a pair of bongos. Drew, if you got those bongos, you can play our bongos. You can play your bongos yeah. today. Uh, I will happily bring you in live if you want to play your bongos for us. So uh, let me know, Drew, and I'll send you the link. No problem. Um, all right. Anyway, uh, let's get into it. What's your uh, number 10, my man? Uh, my 10 is uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Oh, OK. That is my nine. So we can have that conversation now. Perfect timing. Yeah. Um, it's It suffers by rewatchability. It's a good movie. Mm. Yes. Um, I mean, I saw the original after. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I still thoroughly enjoyed it. And I, I like the experience coming out of the theater and I have seen it you know, again, since, but then after that, it's like, ah, I've seen that movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. why it ends up at 10. Just like, it's not that the quality is not but there's a lot of movies. Yeah. And you already have four or five on your list that I'm happy to rewatch pretty much at any time. That's, mm-hmm. that's not bad. That's, that's pretty good <laughs> as a director, in my opinion, at least for me, once again, my opinion. Right. Right. Uh, but yeah, what was the name of the original? Uh, same thing. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Okay. It's just the. It's just that uh, it was uh, Numi have- Rapace who was in the original, as opposed to Rooney Mara. Uh, I just figured it might have had some, what Dutch title? Is it Dutch or Scandinavian? Sure. Let me see if it does on IMDb. <laughs> Numi Rapace. I say again, Numi Rapace. Uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo. No, same thing. So, huh. That's the name of the novel, I guess. Well, usually. Uh, you know, the television titles from that, uh, you know, section oh, that we get. Do you want me to read that? Oh, I will read the 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 original title in its uh, uh, original uh, okay. language. Sure. Ma, Man Som Hatar Kivoner. There you go. Okay. I've just said the girl with the dragon tattoo in a certain language. <laughs> If that's the direct translation, you have no idea. I really don't know. It could have been hornets nested heads, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You don't know. That's what I'm saying. Usually the translation from their titles, it's always some (laughs) ominous, you know, the culling. And you're like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) I know what I'm getting into. The vanishing. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm not saying it's bad, but that sets a tone. The beheading. (laughs) Yeah. You guys need to get some more sun. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's a lot of somber from that uh you know entertainment wise i get it though yeah, it's dark true. a lot swedish swedish yeah uh yeah. but yeah it's good well what about you at nine uh well yeah i enjoy the hell out of the movie for when i saw it i i like the vibe and the the feel of it i think trent reznor did the score for this one as well um and uh i liked what fincher did with it, it you know fincher loves fincher's cinematography in all his films Except for maybe even three is always great. It always puts you in the mood. Always gets you 
kind of like understanding the weird world you're existing in or you're co you're um, going into when you watch the movie. I thought Daniel Craig was really good. Robin Wright, uh, Rooney Mara did a nice job with this character. My and Christopher Plummer is the patriarch. My only issue with this movie uh, was uh, the ending, which they changed from the original Swedish ending, mm. and they made her less proactive. Whereas in the Swedish ending, she is very much involved with what happens to the antagonist at the end of okay. the movie. And at the end of this movie, she's very much a bystander. And that bothered me. And so overall, and I get it. That's the American uh, cop-out way of doing things uh, that is so frustrating uh, when you see it translated. So um, I thought that was a, a bit of an undercut to the yeah. character overall. you know. But, uh, but I thought everyone did a great job of the movie. Uh, yeah, but once it gets over here, it's a, you know, there's the commercial enterprise aspect of it yeah. and you want to appeal to, in this instance, yeah. it's a popular book series. Yes, it is. We, yeah. We want to make a popular, a populist move here. Yeah. Uh, it is a business. Sometimes the art suffers for that. What are you going to do? You dance with the devil. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes the devil pulls his tricks. <laughs> But in the end, I mean, they've never been able to make one that has really kind of crossed over and become as big as the originals. They just haven't. Uh, they yeah. haven't quite captured even the one with uh, with um, uh, Claire Foy. I think it's Girl with the Spider's Web. That I didn't one, see that one. It's it's a watchable movie for sure, but it's not great. Boy, you know? that's a ringing endorsement. <laughs> yeah, I've not tried to endorse yeah. it. Yeah, uh, you know, good for you. Trying to take the high road. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You try it. There's nothing wrong with that. All right. So that was my 10. Okay. All right. So then uh, what's your nine? My nine is Alien 3. All right. So that's the one I took off my list. I don't have that on my list. I do thoroughly enjoy that. Okay. It's, I don't know. I was kind of assuming going into it because so many of the third sequels type of to these franchises ended up mediocre. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was like, I or I didn't. My expectations were low, and then I saw it, and I was like, that was thoroughly enjoyable. I even like the ending and this Christ-like pose as she goes down, yeah, and saves, does her best to save humanity. Uh, but the setting in a prison, so all these people, you know, unforgivable sins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but you end up rooting for him, and the it's, it got good performance for. Pardon me. Good performances from a number of different actors, mm. and I thought it was a fitting way to kind of end Ripley. Yeah. Uh, just in this small, it's, it's lost out in because you were just a person. You know what I mean? As opposed to this larger than life, just happened to run into three separate times, and then the next alien, it goes really off the rails. Yeah. And then from then on, you just it's a crapshoot as to what the fuck you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> That's the unfortunate. Yeah. And we've uh, seen that very clearly. Yeah. With Prometheus and the uh, and but uh, alien even company. the other, there's other, you know, aliens versus predators type of Oh yeah. AVP. Yeah. It's like you're rolling snake eyes quite a few times here. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. You hit that pass line on craps, first throw a number of different rounds there. And that's yeah. not good. That nope. is not good. Um uh, yeah. I I, mean, I remember going to see this in the theater and I remember being like, I hated that opening because of what they did to these two characters. I I don't understand the logic. Uh, l- let me say this correctly. Because uh, I want to make sure that com- you can compare this to Terminator Dark Fate. What they decide to do 
at the opening of Terminator Dark Fate makes way more sense to me because we've had so many crappy films mm-hmm. in between Terminator 2 and Terminator Dark Fate, and we kind of moved on from sure. this actor. But what happens in in uh, Alien 3, it had only been a few years after Aliens had come out, and for us to go through this whole journey with both of them, or with two out of the three of them, and then have two out of three of them, oh, sorry, go on the journey with three of them, and then have two out of three of them uh, have what happened to them at the beginning of the movie, I thought was such a, a punch in the face for everybody who watched that film and enjoyed it. And so now okay. I get the logic because I think Sigourney was like driving this point home. I want to die. I want to be done with this character. I want to move on. I want to stop being connected to this character. This is where she probably was in her career. So this was a great way for her to go down and be done with it, right? Uh, so the ending, I actually like that ending, or choking the alien as it's, you know, as, as what's happening to okay. Um, But overall, how they got there, I just didn't like it. A penal colony. It's too small of a film for too grand of a story. And that's that's the problem I have with the movie overall. See, I think I enjoy it in hindsight now more because of Mm. the fact that it's so small. Okay. Compared to the sweeping, you know, like you get to Prometheus and it's a discussion about way more than what is being asked of you for Alien 3. And just then you look at the charade of other movies that came in between yeah i understand yeah. what you're saying and but my expectations in going into it were so low yeah yeah i hear you um so i was perfectly fine whereas the what followed it's like i'm not even paying attention to this because it just looks so terrible mm-hmm. uh and then coming back around it's like fool me once fool me twice will he fool me a third time he just might <laughs> I would go see another. I know, right? That's what yep. sucks. Because if Ridley's name's attached to it, you're like, maybe you'll get it right this yep. time. Just maybe. This yep. will all be worth it, you know? Exactly. Basically, basically, this is, for those that don't follow basketball, this is the Westbrook versus John Wall trade we were talking about earlier, where, boy, you can sell yourself on the potential. Yeah, sure. But I, hey, seems like a lot. It's going to be a lot of the same that I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. And not say you haven't done because I we both love The Martian. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I just I don't know. For some reason, this is your conduit hasn't worked as of late. Mm. Uh but same time, who the fuck am I? So <laughs> Ridley, if you want to make another, you go right ahead. Knock yourself out. Knock uh, yourself out. So that was what, my nine. What's your eight? My eight is the game. Let me see where I have that. Eight is oh eight. I have the game at eight as well. Yep. Once again, rewatchability. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen it a surprising number of times. Yeah. Um, just because it was on the movie channels for, it's like they just handed it off hot potato for a while there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've seen the game quite a few times. And I like the idea of the premise of someone just having lost sight of the value of who they are. Mm-hmm. And to go through this experience at the end, I think it resonates more now as an older individual uh, as opposed to when I saw it. Um, Yeah, just the ridiculousness and they go through and explain what exactly just happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, When he's at the zoo and he sees the other dude. Yeah. (laughs) The actor. I mean, there is so much tension throughout all of that. Uh, Yeah, when the 
puppet clown thing was there and the TV news anchor starts talking to him and you're like, this is this. So at the end, it's like, did it happen? Didn't it? Right. You know what, what actually it's a, yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. Sean Penn does a great job uh, as his brother. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I mean, you could easily dismiss this movie as uh, the playthings of the rich. But there's something more that's being explored here, and that's why you cast someone like Michael Douglas to kind of walk through the scenario sorry, with him and see where he's at and see what he's doing and see how he's experiencing and see if it's real or not. And mm-hmm. you, no one does frustration uh, better than Michael Douglas. No one does. I can't figure this shit out frustration better than Mike Douglas. He's been doing it since the 70s, this kind of character. Yeah. Uh, and so it's great to watch him kind of dive into a more re- repressed or, you know, point uh, repressed approach to this type of character as he's figuring out. Plus, it was Deborah Cara Unger when they were trying to make Deborah Cara Unger yeah, happen. Thing. So, yeah, so that was good to see her. And then for those who remember Crash, uh, that uh, that uh, film there with her and uh, Holly Hunter and James Spader where people having sex after car crashes. Uh, really weird uh, film overall. It's got a huge cast. Yeah, it's true. There's a lot of people in that. Film. Yeah, it's the intersecting lives movie where it seems a little too perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. That all these stories interweave and so much so when the little girl with the the cape thing jumps up. Yeah, right. Had no emotional impact on me. Oh, no, you're like, talking Crash. I'm yeah. talking about Crash, the other Crash movie. Oh, which is, which is a movie in the 90s with Holly Hunter and James Spader. Oh, yeah, yeah, you did say Holly. Hunter. I just yeah, immediately yeah. went to my brain. I was like, oh, yeah, Matt, Matt Dillon and yeah, uh, blah, 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 Tandy Newton and yeah, Sandra Bullock. I started thinking of scenes from that movie. <laughs> yeah, this is from 96. And Cronenberg uh, directed it. And okay. And they essentially, these people in this movie have sex after they have car crashes. So they're constantly like, oh, so the adrenaline rush. Yeah. And that's what gets them off. Right. So they find people who feel the same. And so they set up these car crashes so they can have sex afterwards and explore oh, their dude. shit. So it's pretty cool. I, I mean, did not know. Weird film. Yeah. I did not know this. Um, you know, I, I read it the other day. Okay. But it seemed like from a source that why, why would you make this up? Right. Uh, they didn't have a permit in the French connection for those car chase scenes. Holy shit. Yes. So the accident that happens when they, when Doyle hits that white car, that's yeah. a real person. Wow. Yes. They had no fucking permits when they did this and they're, they, uh, so it was about uh, basically film speed is what I was watching it on and why yeah. they use slow motion or they do, they cut uh, frame rates because mm. it does the opposite of slow motion, basically think yeah. of it. So you can speed up to go to 24 again and it looks almost natural. Yeah. So they did that uh, within that. So they're driving like 40, but none of the other drivers on the road knew. Oof. So when they're cutting in and out, they just have cameras strapped to this car and it's driving through with legitimate traffic. That's insane. That is insane. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe they fucking did that. And the then 70s, man. win an Oscar. <laughs> That's great. But no permits, just fuck it. We're shooting it and got in an actual accident with some some person. Yeah. No surprise he got into an actual accident. Yeah. He was going crazy in that car. Uh Uh, anyway, yeah. yeah. The other day and I was like, Well, holy shit. Is this true? This has to be true. Why would this you know site lie about this? 
Uh, yeah. and the whole point of this movie is what is the dad is the dad uh, influencing in what they're doing is that what this is all about in the game yeah in the game well it's getting him to reevaluate his life like right. he's lost connection with everybody so this is sean penn's way to reconnect him to the world and to yeah. to everything because he's so successful he's like lost touch yeah he's secluded yeah. himself emotionally and physically from the world. I think I should pick this up. It's on Criterion. I've never bought it on Criterion, but it's, I've always been like, ah, I don't know. Because I've seen it a couple watch of it? times. That's the thing. Will I watch it? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe watch it one more time and see if I get more out of it than when I watched it the first But time. the fact of the matter is it'll be on a streaming platform soon enough somewhere. Oh, you're right. You're right. Well, Criterion has a streaming platform. So, yeah, you're right. It's a good point. Yeah. So you can... I'm just, it's one of those, I, you know, buying physical, I realize it's not my cup of tea, but mm. is the game one you go out to display? Unless you're like a yeah. Fincher completist and he's one of your guys, totally. But yeah. Anyway. Arm, Armin Muller Stahl in this movement. Movie. One of the best. Uh, um, all right. So that was your number eight. Yep. And my number eight. So then my number 10 um, is the curious case of Benjamin Button, which I guess is not on your list. Not on my list. Yeah, I, I like this movie. I, I know it's, it's 10, so it's at the bottom of the top 10 for me for Fincher, but I still like this movie. I enjoy um, the performances. I, I think Brad Pitt does a really great job. Kate Blanchett is so inviting as a character, um, mm. and it's such an interesting concept, and Taraji P. Henson is stellar in the movie. Uh, Jared Harris has some great uh, scenes in the movie as that ship's captain. Um, and I like the conversations that are happening here as he progresses and they meet in that middle and then, you know, kind of pull farther apart. Um, I thought it was fascinating conceit to watch uh, in terms of a movie. Um, but what is it that doesn't work for you? Is it is it the story? Is it the performances? Is it the general overall vibe? I think it was honestly the mood when I went okay. to see it. Oh, okay. And uh, just affected... I don't know, you know, it comes out during award season and sometimes even though it was Fincher and Pitt yeah. and Blanchett, it was just, I don't know, the premise sounded, I didn't know what I was walking into and uh, for once it gave me like a, hey, I don't know about this one. Okay. So maybe I need to see it again. Look, there's another one on my list that because of last week I watched it again. I was flat wrong. My memory is incorrect. Oh, wow. Okay. Um. And should have made last week's list on my end. Okay. Do you want to uh, say what it yeah. was? Do you want to leave it alone? Well, we'll get to it momentarily. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. But uh, curious case. Yeah, give me more. Sell yeah. me. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. It's, I think it's a very difficult film to pull off. Um, but I like the way Fincher does it. He takes his time with this film. Kind of sits back into the film. I love, again, the colors that he uses in his cinematography. The yellows, the kind of dark edges that he's uh, putting out on the screen uh, for you to enjoy as you watch these characters navigate this world. Mm -hmm. Overall, just kind of works for me. And I like Brad Pitt's performance. I like that he's able to play this character at different stages of his life. And is believable. You know, even when he's the okay. little guy doing the, 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 you know, all of that. I just really enjoyed the hell out of it. It's a very sweet story too, because he has to let her go. Like as much as he's in love with her, and she's in love with him, uh, you know, right around that time in their lives when they could be, he knows what the end result of this is, and he has to like, in essence, be strong enough to to let her go and not 
indulge in the possibilities of what they could be. And I think that's kind of a rare thing you see in movies, uh, to be yeah. honest with you, because yeah. people are pretty selfish in movies overall. Even the good guys are pretty selfish in movies. So Maybe, yeah, overall, yeah. Maybe I'll watch it again. I watched okay. two for this week's show. Oh, you did. All right. Well, but one. Yeah. All right. So that that's your ten. Right. It is. So my seven is one of the two I, I watched, which is Panic Room. Okay. And should have made the Forrest Whitaker list. Wow. Flat out. Okay. Um, he's my favorite character in it. I Dwight Yoakam is my second favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my memory wasn't too faulty on that. Yeah. Uh, but I like the arc of his character. I appreciate it, I guess, more now um, that he does the right thing ultimately. Right. And if he's truly going to be a good guy, then he needs to pay for the, he, there needs to be consequences for his actions. Hmm no matter how good natured they are, because he was, you know, unfortunately part of something that the yep. collateral damage of which was pretty huge. Yep. Agreed. Um, as much as you want the other outcome, it doesn't feel honest. Yeah. Yeah. And I think without his performance overall, the movie would suffer so greatly that, yeah, it should, it definitely should have made his list. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah, I, he was the most engaging part of it. I loved Leto. He was great, too. And uh, so were Dwight. Those, those three were my favorite. Just these three stooges kind of... <laughs> I would have. I could take a whole movie with them and still have the same ending type of thing where yeah. maybe it's two hours and 15 minutes long and we get a little more time with them. Just, you know, maybe screwing up one more time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it was much better than I remembered. Yeah, that's also my seven panic room for all the reasons I stated last week. Just overall, the film uh, is a you know very tense, taut film. Uh, I do like Jodie Foster and Kristen Stewart in the movie. I like what's going on with her. She's, she progresses through this thing and has to troubleshoot the situation mm-hmm. uh, and use her mind and her intelligence to navigate this. And then, of course, the already tenuous partnership that these three uh, house invaders have um, gets really exposed as it becomes more and more frustrating to them um, how they can't get out of the situation, how they can't seem to resolve the situation in a way that is good for them, you know. And so overall, that's what I yeah. really enjoyed about the movie. It, it, it uh, you get to watch people who are normally uh, who you've been presented at times in the past with these stereotypes. You get to watch them kind of like add some layers and mm-hmm. and elements to this, which I enjoyed overall. Yeah, there's a nice interaction and there's a subtle struggle for power. Yes, amongst yes. the three of them, and it's uh, it's played really well. Yeah, I'm not slagging off on Jody and Kristen's performances. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, or the what is it? The French actor. I'll never pull his name. That plays her ex husband. Oh, oh, what is his name? Shit. Dude's worked in so many things. He plays a great asshole. Oh, God. Who is his name? Uh, name? They're all... It's perfectly cast. The fact that Jody came in so late when they had Nicole Kidman for it. Yeah. um, And now I would prefer Jody in that. You know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. nothing against Nicole. It's just like, she owns it. This is... Plus, she seems closer to a mom of Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Just visually. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, uh, Patrick Bacow. Yeah, that's the guy who plays. Is he French? I believe he's husband. French. Uh, he is Belgian. 
Belgian. Belgian. Ah, same thing. What are we talking about here? You know? Yeah, they were, they were part of the Normans that invaded England. I think they all oh, count. You're gonna go all the way back. All right. Sure, they yeah, they <laughs> share a common, you know, enemy. Uh, I respect it. I respect it. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, what's well, your six? Yeah. My six is Mank. That's my six. Oh shit! This is interesting. wow. It's this getting is, spooky. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Um. Gary Oldman and the script are my two favorites. Okay. He is so beautifully cast. Yeah. All these pithy rejoinders and one-liners don't seem, you know, so Oscar Wilde where you have a perfect comeback each time. He's yeah. playing it like it's it's the essence and the core of who he is. So it feels right. genuine. It's impressive to watch. Yeah. Agreed. Um but I, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it for his performance. I'd happily watch again just to watch his performance. Yeah, of the Netflix films that have come out between, I guess let me say this: between Trial of Chicago Seven and Mank, I'll take Mank every time and twice yes. on Sundays. Yes, uh, a Trial of Chicago Seven is such a pandering film that it just loses all its effect for me. Although there are good performances, certainly Sasha Baron Cohen, Mark Rylance, Frank Langella. Uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, all really good. Eddie yeah. Redmayne. All it's got an stuff. impeccable cast. Yes, and they all do good work within the film itself. Just overall, I think it's, for me, Mank has more, has way more interest for me. Fincher shot this purposefully in black and white. It can never be colorized. Uh, oh, because he shot it that way so that it cannot be colorized. It's uh, good. It's chef's kiss beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once again, he's just an art. He's a he understands how to present his films and the look of his films so mm -hmm. well. Uh, I love Charles Dance and and uh, Amanda Seyfried is so excellent in the movie in a way that I've never seen her be before. Yeah, and I think it kind of wakes people up to the possibilities here with her as an actress, even more so than you saw in the past. Remember, this is the girl from Mean Girls. Okay, so she is mm -hmm. like really progress doing those rom coms and what have you. But this was where she really shined a light on the character of Marion Davies, uh, the actress Marion Davies, the real life person Marion Davies and how people spoke about her. You know, I've studied Kane, I've studied Orson Welles all my life, you know, and so yeah. Marion Davies is a name that I know you know, back to front and so to see someone finally bring this kind of life to this character uh, made you sympathize more with her and less with Welles uh, and it made you question what Welles did and Mankiewicz did in using her as uh, in the way that they did in the movie. Uh, so uh, it's Citizen Kane, I mean. So overall, though, but I enjoy the scenes here. I enjoy the writing. You're absolutely right. The script isn't stellar. The conversations they have are excellent. Oh. The the vapidity of Hollywood, even back then, is there for everyone to see. And that scene with him in the um, uh, at the dinner table when he's like kind of having the back and forth with Charles Dance when he's fully kind of crossed that line of not giving a fuck about anything and wanting to almost self-implode is stellar. Just absolutely stellar. So, uh, Yeah, it's got a lot of fun scenes. Like when they go in and bullshit that pitch mm -hmm. to the studio exec. I wonder if that's based... That's a, it's probably a, an amalgamation of a few different stories. Yeah. But they used to... Yeah, we used to do that all the time. We didn't have anything and they'd call us in because we're making 100 pictures a year. Yeah. 
So it's just like, uh, oh yeah, no, we got a great story. <laughs> it's just, You're gonna love it. They add, they fucking mad lib the shit out of it, and the new guy who just walked in. Um, I looked it up. I just want to make sure. Yeah, the it was the, the uh, to put a face to oh, yeah. uh, Irving Thalberg. Yeah, Irving Thalberg. who just just exists as an award to me. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I heard that. And I was like, oh, that's who that said. Okay. Yeah. Like, oh, that's interesting. So this was his position, et cetera, yep. et cetera. I've never done any kind of research on that. And to your point of the trial of the Chicago 7, it is the one of the best HBO movies of all time. <laughs> that's the vibe it gives off to me. Yeah, yeah. It's an excellent HBO. It's like impeccably cast and yeah, really well shot. Yeah. That's an excellent point, my man. Yeah. I don't think it's bad. It's just like, I don't know. It just doesn't hit the heights because it reminds me of this. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, all right. So Mm. that is six we've got together. You know, what's crazy is the actor who plays uh, Irving Thalberg is Ben Kingsley's son. So there you go. Uh, Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did like that too, the the casting. I believe his brother was the brother from uh, Ozarks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad to see that dude getting some work. Tom Pelfrey. Yeah. Uh, fantastic as Joe Mankiewicz. Um, yeah. I, the other part of this I really enjoyed is um, Tom Burke playing Orson Welles. They mm-hmm. used Orson Welles just enough. Yeah, just, just the right amount. Yeah, this is called Mank, not called Wells and Mank. It's called Mank. So this is about Mankiewicz. Yes. Wells is a parachuting type person in Mankiewicz's life at this stage of his life, writing Citizen Kane. Um, so I went and looked up to see like what quotes are attributed to him, just because if he was remotely like this, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the Hearst having him around as court jester. In essence. In essence. But uh, there's a quote to him. I, I don't, it's, it's obviously in regards to Wells, mm-hmm. uh, but it's there for the grace of God goes God. You know, just <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what a what a beautiful cut down there for the grace of God goes God. <laughs> and you're like, that's a, it's a beautiful summation of what I imagine to some degree he must have been like for Mankiewicz. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was really well done. It's. Yeah. I think his performance is next level. Yep. Agreed. But uh, all right. Where are we up to now? All right. So my five. Yeah. What's your five is gone girl. That is my five. This is going to be interesting. This is it's going spooky. to be interesting. <laughs> getting spooky. I think here's where the curveballs might start setting in, okay. but not, not by much is my guess. Okay. There's a chance of one elevating on, I'm guessing your list over mine. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, Gone Girl, <laughs> hell of a movie. Yeah. Just walking out of the theater going, boy, that felt real. Mm-hmm. That felt real. <laughs> I don't like that feeling at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, she is just vicious. Yeah. It's an it's a incredible performance. Uh, she is cold as ice. Yeah. And there's still wow. this maintained charm exterior that once you see past the facade is it's yeah. scary. Uh Porto for Grace, you know? 
Oh, what? Oh, you, uh, wait, you mean Neil Patrick Harris or Neil wait. Patrick Harris? I apologize. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> poor Neil. <laughs> that was that was brutal. Let me tell you something. As I said before, many many times, this is a fucking horror film. This is what yeah. it, this is a horror film with incredible performances throughout. Uh, Affleck does a really nice job, but I mean, you know, Rosamund Pike is just unstoppable in this movie. Oh. Carrie Coon. This was my introduction to Carrie Coon. I hadn't seen her in anything before okay. I saw this movie, and then I, you know, I saw her in The Leftovers and a bunch of other things. Um, Tyler Perry doing a restrained performance that was great to see in this movie mm. as well and then nph who i am not a fan of by the way just not i just something about him i don't trust or don't like but what happens to him is so beautiful uh but it's also chilly because the extent to which this person is willing to go in order to in essence enslave everyone to her is unsettling and that's the horror film because yeah actual horror like people who do actually terrible things that's real horror not some fake stuff coming out of a closet or coming out of the grave like people who are willing to take advantage of a society that is leaning one way or the other for their own benefit and essentially hamstrung you hamstring you into that situation that's horrible like a true sociopath yes she is doing everything in her best interest. So manipulating yep. the general public is in yep. her best interest. It right. doesn't matter if it's good or bad. It's good for her. Yep. So she's she doesn't look at us as anything other than cattle. Yeah, dude. Doesn't matter. Sex, gender, age. If you get in her way and it's so beautifully cold and calculating. Yeah. Uh, and I all mean, of us have met people like this, Matt. I have have encountered people like this in our lives i i don't know that i've i mean you haven't i have did you know is like this that they would be willing to take a hammer to their face no but certainly people who see other people as just cattle uh or the next step for them to get to the next level yes that i have seen yeah oh of course yeah that's inevitable it's pretty bad here well, I mean, I believe statistically at some point in your life, you've met a serial killer. <laughs> oh, interesting. Just if you come oh, into contact maybe. with enough people, they think that there are X number of roaming. So if you've lived wow. long enough and met enough people, then there's a damn good chance you've met one. Wow. It's like, that's fun. Wow. That's fun. Okay. Well, I'm glad I wasn't on the menu that evening. <laughs> um <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, oh. I'd like to see some numbers on that, but uh, pretty sure statistically, there's a you know. Anyway, yeah. uh, speaking of which, we're we're making our way through the Alienist. Have you seen the Alienist? I couldn't get past the first episode. Okay, all right, all right. Although we did watch Bloodlands. Have you watched that? Yeah, we're. Uh, well, I gotta watch the second episode. I watched the first episode. Okay. I haven't watched the second. Okay. But my 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 girlfriend doesn't like IRA stuff. It's not really her bag, so I may have to watch this one. Still, on my own. come on, it's fucking English adjacent. Yeah, it is English adjacent. It's, I know. I agree with you. I I agree with you. That's what got us to watch it. We're we're so out of stuff that I can't believe it. I've she's now watched. We're in halfway through season three of The Expanse. Oh. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> like, she doesn't like sci-fi, but we're out. And I think finally, like what. 
she's into it now because it's more about the drama. But yeah, anytime there's a fight in space, she just from her side of the couch, just pew pew pew. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I understand why you don't like it, but <laughs> it flesh out more of the you know drama. Yeah. yeah what else yeah, we yeah. got? I'm open to suggestions. Then <laughs> we're watching this. Well. Uh, we're into the second seasons of it. Second season of Alienist. I, I we enjoyed the first season. It, mm-hmm. it picks up. You're right. The first episode is a little bit because I remember Lindley leaned over and she was like, "This, this, I'm going to give it one more episode." Yeah, and sure enough, it really kind of kicks in. I like all three actors too, and yeah. I was like, yeah. Mm-mm, "No." Ted Levine uh, has more to do as it goes along as well. But now we're into the second season and kind of new because I read the book. I mean, the alienist is a fucking excellent. It's my, probably my favorite fiction book I've ever read in my entire life. Mm. Um, I'd never read the sequel. So we're jumping into the, cause I'd heard, I read some of the reviews and were positive and I didn't want to ruin the alienist experience for me. Like it's literally my number one book. And so uh, I, now we're watching the second season and seeing if it's any good. So we'll see. And cause there's sociopaths and serial killers all through this thing. So that's what made me think of it. But yeah. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Um, more, more or less. Sorry. All right. So that was our five. That's our five. Uh, so what's your the, four? My four is a guess for potential punt for you. Uh, the social network. That is a punt. Yes. Absolutely okay. A punt. Okay. Uh, so then my four is fight club. All right. That's my three. Okay. All right. Uh, We're not going to talk uh, about it. Cause that's the first rule. <laughs> So all right. No. <laughs> um I didn't see this in the theater because oh. I thought it I don't know. I thought it looked too slick mm. in the trailer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it it I don't know. I didn't so I saw it on DVD after it came out and was staying at a friend's and he had it and I couldn't sleep one night. And I was like, I'll watch this, I guess. Yeah. Been holding it at arm's length and watched it and I was like, that was amazing. That was flat out amazing. I can't believe I was denying myself this because the trailer just just seemed, I don't know, off to me. Yeah. Um yeah. just a beautiful twist and rewatching it more, you appreciate the subtlety of where they gave, you know, little nods yeah. to what exactly is going on. Agreed. And how it builds and you look at it from the perspective of knowing what becomes mm-hmm. what was before as opposed to the first experience. And it's it's got a nice pace that just builds and builds and builds to when it finally the powder keg explodes. It's a the perfect setting. Yeah. Um I love what was it? The the Helena Bottom Carter line that she utters in bed. The oh, I haven't yeah. been fucked like that since grade school? Junior high? Grade school. Grade school? <laughs> and that was because they had another line and they the studio came and told Fincher, you got to change it. And he was like, <laughs> you if change I change it, it, then whatever I change it to, I get to keep. Yeah. Like, you can't tell me to change it twice. And they went, fine. It's just got to be this. And then she said that. And they're like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was just as bad in a different way. And you're like, you. All right. Well, you had intent for the character in that moment, it looks like. Um, yeah, just an excellent movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thoroughly um, just 
we did, I think we did it for the cinephiles years ago, but I remember like walking back into the world of this movie and enjoying the hell out of it and getting more out of it. Once again, it's one of these films that's that's about toxic masculinity. This is not a film to like grab your cock and measure the size of it. This is a film that really questions how we perceive manhood and how society tells us through advertising and through expectations how to perceive successful manhood. And then from the other side, there's also the uh, the desire for anarchy, what it actually will lead to, this desire for anarchy. So by one side, yes, we definitely fall too deeply into expectations and the rules of society. But by the other side, if we don't have some level of uh, government or governorship or some kind of parameters, then we could fall too deep onto the other side where everything is... Uh, subject to the whims of uh, a group of people who are just upset about something mm. is in essence terrorists. And so I like mm-hmm. which of course o- almost are always men. And so this is what I found to be fascinating as you're watching the movie. And um, I love the twist. I remember the twist the first time it happened and I was, I was losing my shit in the theater because I didn't even see it coming at all. Uh, and, uh, so when it happened, I was like, Oh, oh, oh shit. Yeah. I was riveted until like I watched that until four to four thirty in the morning. The wow. first time I watched it because I wow. couldn't sleep, and I'm right. a night owl anyway. But it was yeah. two, and I was like, I'm I am not tired, <laughs> which sucks. You're pissed at that point, but you're like, fuck yeah. it. And I didn't care by the end of watching that, and I was like, that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's a film that pushes buttons, like you said, the the line from Helena Bonham Carter, but also everything that happens to her. Uh, everything that uh, uh, Brad Pitt's, oh. Brad Pitt's, well, the pseudo part of, of uh, Edward Norton does to Edward Norton, the the way they treat uh, Meatloaf in the movie, um, all of that. It's is, got bitch tits. Yeah, Bob, Bob had Bob, bitch tits. Bob had bitch tits. Um, <laughs> that is such a guy thing. Yeah, that's his flaw. <laughs> I'm still friends with him though. You know, I still know him. I've yeah. known so many people like that and be like that so and so. Uh, right. They had their whatever, but you're like, they're, they're fine. They're fine. That's their one weird thing. What are you going to yeah. do? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, summer, yeah. it varies across the spectrum, but I've had so many friends like that. Yeah. Right. And we, but yeah. it also like we all, I think there are some of us, I don't, I don't want to say all, but there are, you know, men who have a desire to test where they're at. And, um, so that's what would birth a fight club. And uh, any form of competition is, in essence, a fight club. You're not throwing fists necessarily, but we no. do sometimes the boxing. But everything is a fight club. You know, Even life is a fight club because you're in there trying to mentally outthink other people to get into a position where you can be successful if you want to be successful. You don't have to be, but if yeah. you want to be, you're going to have to understand that it's a fight club to get to the top. You know? I think it's also a discussion of um, others' perception of you and that that mm-hmm. effect on you. Mm-hmm. So it's why you strive for, like when Brad Pitt tells him, oh, is that what a man looks like? Right, right. You know, when they're on the bus. Yeah. Um, to get, yeah, is that that's what defines me? That's your perception of what I should be and my value overall is assigned. Mm-hmm. Uh, and rebelling against that. I mean, if... If someone like that did crop up, he they are a terrorist. Mm-hmm. That's a terrorist. Sowing yeah. seeds, he does, to the scale that they get to by the end, 
It makes you a terrorist. Whether or not I yeah. agree, but you are spreading anarchy, as you brought up earlier. <laughs> and uh, that's not necessarily a good thing. We have avenues for change, slow as they may be, glacial at times. Yeah. We do have avenues for change. Violence is, you know, rarely the answer, but uh, yeah. Anyway, neither here nor there. Excellent movie. It's my three. What do you got? All right. Uh, my three is, uh, is uh, seven. Oh, that's a pun. Okay. All right. What's your two? My deuce is Zodiac. That's my Zodiac. Uh, deuce is my Zodiac as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, All right. Surprising how much I can rewatch this. Mm-hmm. I, I watched it again, you know, like three, four months into the pandemic. Uh, and still just as good. And the nice thing is, I think about, you know, once a year to once a year and a half, I could watch that again. Yeah. And still get engrossed and believe that they're going to catch him in the end. Uh, like Hall is somehow just going to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, but the fear when they end up at Fleischman's uh, or Charles Fleischer's house oh, God is bless. just yeah. as palpable every time I watch it. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> it's it. I mean, to make a movie where you know the outcome is utterly frustrating. Yeah. And to succeed in the endeavor to this degree where you get kind of the boots on the ground of what it was like, even though the, we didn't have a successful outcome. Yeah. Discussion of the failures is not a bad thing. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It's just a crazy story. Dude, crap, yeah. nope, does a bunch of crazy killings and then disappears. Yeah, I thought it too. I mean, I, th- I thought uh, it's it's a film that I go back to over and over again. I tell people about, you know, people look at the time, runtime and they're like, uh, I don't know. It's And I'm like, I'm telling you, this is one of those films that goes by quick. It is so fast, even though, like Matt said, you know, it's an ultimately unsatisfying conclusion and only that there is yeah. no killer caught. But the pattern that they I mean, sorry, the. uh the paths that they walk and the stuff that they experience is so uh, mind blowing and interesting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, um, like I said, it keeps you on the edge of your seat. And there are multiple characters that come in throughout the movie as this investigation goes along for years. So new actors, new characters pop up all of that, but it stays Jake Gyllenhaal. Who's the overall through line of this whole movie mm-hmm. as he tries to figure this out. And it has a very chilling final scene um and it asks you to question a few things and when you see the actual murders you're just like man you're just unsettled by it all you feel such sympathy and such vulnerability as you watch it unfold because there's nothing you can do about it there's so much sympathy for the victims as they're experiencing this stuff um and overall the fact that we couldn't you never found this guy in the end is just uh uh terrible but he makes it such a thrilling mystery to watch. Um, and you got to give him so many props for it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Undoubtedly. Yeah. Um, great performances across the board. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And like the, upon watching it the first time, Robert Downey Jr. When, when his character, yeah, basically the world becomes too much type of thing. Right. Um, I kind of understand more and more just when you look at the, the context of if that was you were already prone to being kind of a drunk, yeah, and you start on the you know the tail of a serial killer, and then that serial killer starts basically recognizing the fact that you're doing that, 
would send shockwaves through. Mm-hmm. Like it has a different effect on every one of the people. That's why I think following Gyllenhaal, he never loses that same spirit because the darkness doesn't really pull him down, but it gets everybody else. Right. It does. You're right. Um, and here's a little fun trivia fact for you. Okay. Break it down. Ruffalo's character, uh, Detective Tashi. Yeah. Is where Lucas got the name Tashi Station. Because <laughs> he lived in San Francisco. He followed the investigation. Right. And he liked that detective. So Tashi Station is named after the detective That's that was so hunting funny. the Zodiac Killer. I got to get those converters, man. Exactly. You got to get them. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, what an interesting piece of weird history to yeah. bleed into this other thing that's, yeah. you know, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Zodiac is my two. So yeah. what do you got? My two as well. My yep. two as well. So let's, uh, before we get to our ones, uh, let's uh, roll back through some of these comments. Inghel says Zodiac is such a dizzying film. Uh, I agree. Um, uh, uh, also says, I always felt there was some kind of bibl- biblical symbolism to Fight Club. Also, possibly, possibly. Um, what okay. do you think? Do you think there was any? Uh, I don't know. I have to think about it. That's a kind of. Yeah. Deeper question. It is. Yeah. And we still have two more movies to talk about, plus shout outs and reading the other list. And I was like, do it's we true. want to get into a theological discussion? <laughs> uh, Charles Clark said, is that how KD views his teammates? Just stepping stones to a ring? Yikes. No. Yikes. Yikes. That is not fair. <laughs> that is not fair. Uh, Steve Schluckermeyer says, I feel like the game has never talked about that, but definitely deserves more of the game, the film, the game. Um, Ed Buskirk says, I really like Alien 3. I think the making of the movie documentary is absolutely oh. fascinating. So I didn't know that there was a documentary about Neither it. Neither so. did I. Mm-hmm. We'll have to watch that. All right. And uh, let's see, is there anything more? No, I think that's pretty much it for the comments that kind of were interesting to uh, take a look at. Jermaine, too. Yeah. Oh, inspiration. Expected that Josh is also inspiration for Steve McQueen's character in Bullet and Dirty Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. There you go. Um, All right, let's get to our uh, number one. What is your number one, my man? Uh, My one is the point from earlier, your uh, seven. Okay. All right, that's my three. All right. Um. It's just a, I think it's kind of pitch perfect mm-hmm. from opening to close. Yeah. How the story meanders, the ultimate uh, fate of those involved. Yeah. In in the midst of all of this, seem honest. Like that, mm-hmm. that seems like a logical conclusion to all of this. Uh, and, you know, a movie that was, it looks like it was made for the MTV generation when you watched the trailer and you have this Trent Reznor soundtrack and it looks like it's good. And you get in there and be like, no, 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 no. This is, this is much darker than that. Uh, we hope you kids enjoy it. Um, that's kind of what I remember about it. It's like, it, it was like an adult movie for 20, young 20s is yeah. in my head what it was marketed as. Uh, and it's, it's such an interesting concept to, yeah follow the journey of a very simple, there's going to be seven of these murders type of serial killer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Excellent performances. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I, it's a noir and it's an incredible noir. Um, you know, I knew immediately from the trailer, it was Kevin Spacey because of the voice, but it didn't take away from seeing the movie. 
Uh, no. And seeing some of the, I mean, it's one of the darkest films you're ever, it's probably just one millimeter below a rated X movie in terms of the account, the amount of things that you experience here that are absolutely graphic in terms of their violence or their, um, I don't know, just the overall experience of seeing people at their lowest, most horrendous uh, situations yeah, you know, in the, the person, gutters yeah in the gutters the person who's overstuffed the person who is starved the guy who's had a pound of flesh literally sliced oh. off of him the woman who's had her nose cut off despite her face like these are very difficult and hardcore images to look at and watch in a movie the dude who had the sex thing strapped to his legs and that's when, yeah when he's that's the one where, yeah he's like he had a gun to my head, like trying to justify the horror that he know that he experienced first fucking hand. Right. Right. And was forced to do and yeah. wanted no part of. He was um, going to kill me. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. All of that. Uh, and then you get to the uh, really sweeter side of the film, which is the relationship between uh, Brad Pitt's character and, and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Like this is Paltrow at her most uh, porcelain. This is Paltrow delivering a very sweet, beautiful. She has to be though. Right, of course, of course. And and because she's being taken out of another city that was her comfort zone, probably the suburbs, probably her parents, like it was all. And because she's in love with David and she's kind of been tra- not trained, but kind of been led to believe that the wife follows the husband. She's a traditional person. She's young. She goes with David to this terrible city, tries to find a way to survive uh, and endure it as best she can. Uh, and then the price she has to pay for it is horrific and you have morgan freeman being this guy who has understood how to navigate the city and then he has to in essence mentor uh uh brad pitt's character in more ways than one uh throughout this movie it's just brilliant it's just brilliant and then you get arlie ermy as the chief of uh police there or the head of detectives which is great as well so i just fascinated by how deep they that fincher was allowed to go in this movie and what he was able to show and these are images that'll stay with you for a lifetime once you see the movie. Yeah. Undoubtedly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> gets me every time that first place they go to that when Freeman begins to realize this is bigger than. Yeah. It, it sets just a gorgeous tone. Um, throughout I just love the it. Entire. I just so, love how he says, Matt, he says, um, this can't be my last case. Yeah. <laughs> this will just keep going on and on. That's what he said. Yeah. And Oof. I mean, but it, I mean, to some degree, he's right. It can't be his yeah. last case because it is going to go. The collateral damage of the conclusion of it is yeah. still going to take years to sort out for him. And he's, you know, not the primary in that situation ultimately for the next few years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. always hope for a sequel, but I imagine there, there never will be one. But I always hope for a sequel if they can ever get the right script. I'd love to see David come back to the force in some way. Would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So then my number one is obviously the punt from earlier, which is the social network. I, I just think it's the greatest film in the last 10 years. It's really just one of the most uh, last 12 years, 11 years, I guess. Now they're in 2021. It's one of the greatest films I've ever seen in my entire life, let alone just the last 10 years. Um, the script is incredible. What it explores. It's on the level. Well, I want to say this correctly. In terms of the exploration of a current situation, mm-hmm. it's on the level of Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane explored what was happening with newspapers at the time through this fictional character based on William Randolph Hearst. That was still happening when he made this movie. Hearst was still powerful enough to bury Wells. It almost did. Uh, 
here you've got uh, a social network happening at the apex of Facebook. Now we all know what Facebook can be and how terrible it can be and how they're at times bought and paid for or whatever with certain uh, ways that they administer their rules uh, favorably or unfavorably. But at the time, people were still discovering it, were loving it and connecting. And, you know, like people were getting into relationships. People were meeting friends they hadn't seen in forever. High school reunions, all of that was happening. And yet we explore how this all came about at a time when Zuckerberg was in essence almost unrivaled as a power in the social media industry. And so yeah. to me, I thought it was pretty ballsy of Fincher to make this and Sorkin to write it. Jesse Eisenberg is stellar in here, and it's not someone I always enjoy in stuff. Um, Andrew Garfield is great. Even Timberlake is cool. Dakota Johnson with a small part. So many interesting characters run through this movie. So many interesting yeah. actors run through this movie. Rashida Jones is really just uh, – it's a masterpiece to watch over and over and over again, in my opinion. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Eisenberg's hit and miss for me as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I like him, I think he's ah, perfect casting. And then the others are just not my cup of tea. Yeah. Uh, that being said, you know, Snyder's going to make a four hour and 12 minute movie. <laughs> Eisenberg seems like he got the short end of the shrift on this. Uh, but anyway, did you enjoy that? Just just yes or no. <laughs> enjoy the Schneider the cut? Whole, the, yeah, the Lo- whole Schneider I loved cut. it. Loved okay. it. Loved it. Yeah. It's so much better than the Whedon bullshit one we got. And Unquestionably. I, yeah. And I think that if if this was what he had released back then, it would have redeemed him completely. Absolutely how, redeemed him. How are you releasing a four-hour? I, I I think you yeah. could cut very easily. You could cut yes. twenty minutes off of this. Thirty minutes. I imagine he would have if he was still in favor with the studio and would have yeah. gotten a shot to finish out the next two movies, which is what this was leading to, which was the the back half of a trilogy. This is one two. This is going to be two more movies after this one. So yeah, I, I imagine he totally could have cut it down to two and a half to three. But I mean, ultimate edition BBS, the people, people love that movie. It's three hours long. They say it's better than the original cut. So, and I said this on, we did a spoiler review on my channel and I said this, I said, you may not, Epic does not have to imply great. Epic just means your approach. I think Snyder is an Epic filmmaker, whether it's good or not is subjective. But his approach is almost always epic. You know, Watchmen is the director cuts almost three hours. 300 is two hours and, and what, 30 minutes or something like that, or two hours and 20. It's incredible how he approaches things on a massive scale. Yeah. He's the Chicago of the 80s uh, in terms of music uh, of filmmakers. It's everything is big and grandiose with very simple messages at the bottom, but everything is big and grandiose, like all of Chicago's music in the 80s. And so to me, this is what he symbolizes, which is why I enjoy it, because I'm an 80s kid. So okay. this is cool stuff to me. Yeah, I just, I would I would make a cut of, I don't need to go back to Atlantis, and I don't need to go <laughs> to uh, the Amazonian women. Okay. Because we've like- had enough time with both. It's just like, give me the cyborg, give me the flash. Yes, mm. introduce those characters to me totally. I expect sure. the extra time really helps flesh out and yes. gives you an emotional connection to them, which yeah. was sorely lacking in the first one. I just, you want more Aquaman stuff? Go watch Aquaman. 
in four hours. Like, we don't need to re-explore that. I listen to you. Go watch Aquaman. You want? No, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> let's move on to a Justice League movie as opposed to, hey, let's check in over here with uh, so-and-so. You're like, oh, why? We already know exactly what's happening over there. And but nothing remember, changes. Remember, this was supposed to come out before Aquaman, though, which is why those scenes are in the film. It doesn't matter. Aquaman now exists. These characters. Yeah, true. It does <laughs> now exist. It now exists. So you're right. You're right. Most people are going to experience this assuming that yeah. and going, why are we going back to this? Just guard the fucking mother box. Mm-hmm. Story, you know, discussion yeah. over. Anyway, you're so that was what? Both our number ones? Yeah. Our number ones right there. And then a little. Snyder, a mini Snyder review, but I All did right. enjoy it. I think it is that's good. I'm and glad I you enjoyed it. I wasn't sure you would because four hours, Matt. That's a lot to ask of you. So I didn't know if you that's were the last to do. ask of anyone, not just yeah, me. That's fair. Um, I did like the shoehorn of the character in the very end. And guess yeah. what? It was me all along. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. Uh, Drew ends. Do you want to do the bongos? Do you want to come in live and do the bongos? Let us know in the comments section. I will send you the StreamYard link so you can come in live and do the bongos for us. Uh, if not, I will go get the bongos because uh, we just had the house cleaner here and I had to move everything back into the closet. So, um, all right, let's uh, let me let me know. I'll go get the bongos now, Drew. But let me know. All right. So my guess is. Oh, seven social network Zodiac Fight Club. Those are done. And this thing practically writes itself. Long girl, Hank. All right. He wants to come in. All right. I'm going to send you the link. Dude, this thing pretty much writes itself. <laughs> I'm it? not kidding. Okay. Well, so. Social network is one four versus seven one three, correct? You have it at three? Which one? Uh seven? Seven. Uh yes, I do. Okay. So then seven jumps to one. Social network is two. And then okay. we both had Zodiac at two, so that's three. Fight club goes to four. Uh and then Gone Girl Mank. Is okay. that not correct? Uh yeah, let me let me send this link to Drew to Drew real quick and I will let you know. What, oh. what number are we? Can, what, what, I had social network one, Zodiac two, three was seven, Fight Club four, Gone Girl yeah. five. So Max we're good. Six. Right. All right. So, so, yeah, we're good. Are we flipping a coin to see who's at the end? Right? Because we have to battle between Alien three and Bundle. Sure. Benjamin you want to find somebody to flip a coin? Yeah, maybe. Because uh, what? Benjamin Button is my 10. Alien three is your 10? Is my nine. So technically, uh, it does win. You son of a bitch. I know you did that on purpose. No, that's fine. We can still flip a coin if somebody wants to jump in. You know what I mean? Why not? (laughs) What do you got at after Mank? Do you have Panic Room? Uh, Yes, I have Panic Room at uh, seven. Yeah. And then eight, I've got the game. You've got that at nine. I do have it at nine. All right, Drew, I sent you the link. You have the link. Yeah, Panic. The game is at eight. Yes. Okay, so then you have Girl with Dragon Tattoo at nine? Yes, nine. All right, so that makes our number nine overall. And then, yeah, technically Alien 3 would then nice uh, close it out, and that's our that's our 10. Charles send, me, Charles, send me your email, and I'll have you come in to flip. Charles Clark said he's got a, he wants to flip. All right, All Charles. Right. 
Let's see. We can do this. <laughs> yeah. If if Chaz doesn't come on quick, Alien 3 technically wins by default, but I am more than happy to flip this out for Ben Button. Let's go, Chaz. Let's go, Chaz. Come on, Chaz. You got Let's 60 this, seconds. Chaz. Um, and then we got Drew, to get Drew in here. Drew is uh, waiting to come in. Perfect. Oh, uh, he's ready to come in. Uh, there we go. Okay. Let me copy. They don't let you copy this these messages, so uh, I'll just put it up. Is that nope? It doesn't let me copy the message, so I will try. Um, C.J. Clark, is that right, Clark? Um, let me bring in Drew. So you can kibitz with him while I do this. Sure. There sure. you go. Right, Drew. I was looking to see if there's any more updates on uh, trade deadline stuff. Oh, What's going on, Drew? What's up, Drew. Not much. How are you all doing? Uh, good. You can't screw me on a coin flip this time. So I appreciate that. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I noticed the comment that I made that as soon as uh social network went to four, I was like, Oh, Roka's going to be mad. That's going to get bumped down. Yeah, it's a bunch of bullshit, but you know, I know Matt games, these lists. I know by now, I know who he does. Uh, and you know, I know that you believe that to be true. Okay. I, I will agree with you on that. <laughs> I don't know that the actuality of it is. I, Kind of go to my opinion of it, but you know, you know, it's neither here nor there. Sure, yeah, I, I'm going to manipulate my own feelings just to get one over on you. <laughs> Twist the knife over something as nothing is my opinion about this movie. Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not do that. All right, Charles, I've sent you the link, brother. So if you come in, come. You got 60 seconds coming in here. Look, I the only time you'll ever know is if we do a best Orson Welles and I put Citizen Kane at ten just yeah. to fuck with the yes. There you go, just to fuck with the list because I don't think there's ten. I'll walk off the show for that episode uh, <laughs> unless we're counting Palma song co- commercial somehow, and then I'm in. That's right. Uh, so Drew, you taking time off from work right now? No, that's the nice thing about working from home, and <laughs> I can paid to watch the show. That's right. Do a work on the side. Listen, comment in the comments. And yeah, and uh, I'm my own boss, too, which helps. So, oh, well, sure. You hold that till the very end. That's right. <laughs> Before I was like, look at you sticking it to the man. Turns out you are the man. You yeah. are the man. Uh, uh, Charles, where are you? Check your emails. Check them. Check them. Email. I don't need a don't give me an update. Get in here. Yeah, I don't need you to live tweet you checking your email. Well, you know, maybe the other server is slow to refresh and he's just fucking frustrated going, God damn it, they're talking shit right now. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> Charles has one have, of the best voices you ever heard. Yeah, go ahead. What? He does. I used to have a friend that uh, I haven't seen him in like three years. That's why I say I used to, but that would you could tell he's pissed off about something from 20 feet away. God damn it. All right. He's upset. You can hear it. My, girl, my girlfriend knows that from another room she'll hear me go fuck and she'll be like oh yeah what's wrong honey <laughs> All right, i don't Charles think i have here. a specific one that i go to but it, his was god damn <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey john's mad <laughs> chuck you in here yeah i'm here how what's you up, guys doing man? good how are you man good to see you Oh, I'm good. I'm finally awake for one of these, which is nice. That is nice. nice. <laughs> we got the same hair today. Beautiful. Yeah. Do you know yeah. Drew? Have you met Drew before, Chuck? I have not met Drew. Okay, Hello, say hi Drew. to the gentleman. Chuck, I want to know, why Why are you just waking up for this? Uh, I work overnights here on the East Coast. I work midnight to 8 a.m. Nice. So, At a television station in Baltimore. Yeah. You cover so, stuff in Baltimore. Yeah. 
So I normally like sleep during the day normally, but today I actually have off tomorrow morning. What would be. So I kind of set an alarm, woke up, got a nice four hours in just enough. So the doctors say, so you know what I'm saying? I'm feeling good. good. I I just woke up. Hey, yeah. God bless you. I don't, (laughs) I can't imagine that doctor is accredited from a good school if he says four hours sure. is sufficient. I would check the diploma on that. Yeah, I'm uh, going to check. Oh, uh, yeah. university. Nah. Uh, Man, four hours is all you need. Woo! Yeah, I'll take a nap later. It'll be fine. I don't have to well, go to work today. So, yeah. Thank but you anyways. for joining us. Uh, all right. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. All right, Chuck. You got that coin out? You ready to flip it? I do, and I want to show you guys the size just so you guys can make your judgment. I've got the heads right here, as you can see. It's been through quite a bit. Sure. Nice. I like it. On the back, the old Fort McHenry. I don't know. Oh, yeah. The Civil War. Nice. <laughs> no. That's not, is that what it is? War of oh, Revolutionary War. That's it. War of 1812. Uh, you guys have so many wars in this country. I can't keep track. Uh, you guys. <laughs> oh, there it is. He is a Sandinista, guys. It took me four years to get that fucking information. We got oh, shit. Now I'm frozen. Now I'm frozen. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, NSA just finally figured it the fuck out. FBI <laughs> was now. like, oh, am I moving? Oh. Come on. Come Dude, on, how great I... would it be if it went from frozen to the next one is another frozen and you see like two Fed agents <laughs> diving in? You can... <laughs> yeah, uh, he's, uh, he's uh, talking uh, crap about the war. Exactly. Well, we take I'll have to come back out. Come back in. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I'll be right back. All right. Well, so uh, yeah, never. I'm glad you told us what was on the back of that because I could not make heads or tails. Literally. Yeah. I'm fully intended. <laughs> I was trying to get a good angle, but the phone angle, phone camera is kind of weird. I was trying to get a good. Oh, yeah. Well, sometimes on the back of those quarters, though, you have to read the description and be like, what the fuck is this? Uh, it's the state bird, the runner up to the state bird of Alabama. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay, we're running out of shit to put on quarters at this point. Yeah. When I was younger <laughs> and they first started putting like all the states and they started putting different things on the back of the quarters. Yeah. My yeah. mom and I would collect them. We had a book. Yeah. We put all the different quarters in it. So little did you know that there was going to be a fifth edition Pokemon set on this. I know. And ninth that, edition. <laughs> at a certain point, I was like, all right. We're, yeah. We're really stretching this because we got the U.S. territories. And I was like, okay. And now we're like, oh, now we're doing historical sites. Yeah. Like, and okay. national parks. I, and uh, yeah. I just randomly kept this quarter. I was like, oh, Fort McHenry, Maryland history. You know, <laughs> why not? Why not? Why not? It won't be long before Three Mile Island. We're celebrating natural like disasters. Uh, yeah, I remember the the bicentennial coin. I thought that was going to be worth more when I was like really young. So I held on to those. It's like, oh, it's the coolest quarter. <laughs> not uh, to be, unfortunately. So, um, all right. You all ready? Right, guys, yeah. How do you guys want to call this heads tails? Uh, John, go for it. I think I called yeah, the last one. Uh, I'll call heads. All right, you're calling heads? Okay, go ahead. All right, I'm going to turn the camera. We're going to... Heads! What do we got? What do we got? We've got heads. Oh, yes! We've got heads, baby! Yes! We've got heads. Two for two. Who knew the fix was out? (laughs) George Washington is on your side. That little Benjamin button slides on in here. Nice. Oh, I'm, I'm actually pretty happy about that. I like that. <laughs> there you go. Oh, it was rigged. It was rigged. <laughs> oh, no. 
Yeah, we didn't you see that me. coin the whole time. You swapped it out for a two-headed coin once you called it. <laughs> Hands. Used, little sleight used, of hand. I used to have a 50-cent piece that I was going to use. I use it as the tiebreaker in my fantasy football draft oh, picks. Nice. <laughs> Smart. Smart. Awesome. Dude. Yeah, when I was younger, I held on to a $2 bill for like three years. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking two. You never Look know. Do you have a deuce? I'm pretty sure this is worth two dollars and like seventeen cents. That's how rare it is. Um, all right, Charles. Bitcoin. Thanks for coming. Yeah. yeah, Bitcoin shit. Thanks for coming in, brother. It's always good to see you. Appreciate the flip. Glad to be here, guys. Thanks for being patient and thanks for get watching. Some rest, yeah, get some rest, buddy. Peace. All right, that was uh, Charles Clark uh, coming in here and hanging out with us. It says Reverend for you, a pastor. Are you are you a pastor? What is this? Are you? Are you? Yeah, you, I am. You save souls. What's going on here? Yeah, yeah, I'm a pastor. Nice. I've been cursing nonstop for like the past three minutes. I know. Cares? Oh no, I've never heard that before. <laughs> I like this ministry. What else yeah, you guys leaning on? Right. <laughs> as, a, as a kid that grew up Catholic, <laughs> I am all right. Uh, yeah, so funny. Um, all right, uh, let's get to it. Um, are we ready? Do you have the list? I got the list. Show me the bongos. Ah, I love it. All right, here we go. The top 10 David Fincher movies. Yeah. At number 10. <laughs> Show me the bongos. I love that phrase. We need to figure out <laughs> a way to get that in. 10 is Curious Case of Benjamin Button. At number nine. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. At number eight. The Game. At number seven. Panic Room. At number six. Mank. At number five. Gone Girl. Coming into the four spot is Fight Club. Trace. Numero Trace. Zodiac. Nice. Deuce spot is... The, the Social Network. Yeah. And our number one David Fincher movie is... Seven. Oh, Keep your heads, everybody. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks so much, Drew. Appreciate you coming in, brother. Are you? Uh, how do you feel about the Fincher list? Do you think we did all right? I think you did all right. I, I love how you all... I mean, there's, there's a lot of peace and... Y'all agreed on everything, you pretty know, much. made it pretty easy. Except for the flip, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. You're two oh. for two now. Yeah, oh. That's a miracle. Trending in the wrong direction. Christmas came early. <laughs> uh, all right, Drew, any final words? Anything you plug? Anything you want to say to people? Are you good? Nope. Glad to be here and glad to support. Thanks, man. Thank Take you very care. much, man. Good to see you. All right. Always great to have the fans be a part of our show, Matt. Don't you think? I know he was a minister. <laughs> I literally dropped like three f bombs. Uh, we talk about quarters of all things. <laughs> I think we're more lenient in the religion world nowadays. Yeah, no, that's pretty. That's pretty. I think fantastic. We for God's sake, uh, for God's sake, yeah. Yeah, they've updated the uh, New Testament to more modern language. <laughs> Said, get the fuck out of here. And I was like, no, nah, bro. Nah. Doubting Thomas said, what the fuck? Those yeah, are exactly. You're not alive. You're not real. Hold on. Uh, he raised from the dead. What? Get the fuck out of here. What? <laughs> I don't know about this, guys. Peter, uh, you, you faked your own death. You crafty motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go to hell for that. Anyway, all right. There, there it is. There's our list. Uh, top 10 
David Fincher movies. Now we're going to do our quick shout-outs and then wrap up this show. Uh, Matt, do you have the list up? Uh, yes, for Mr. Manuel Rivera. Oh, yeah. Let's get his list. Sorry about that. Yeah, what's his list? Um, all right. He says, yeah, he can't believe that we haven't done it before. Here's his top 10, which is a lot easier now that I can remove Alien 3 from the list. So he agrees with you. <laughs> and I can't wait to hear your personal rankings. Uh, all right. 10, he's got Panic Room. Yep. Decent enough movies, what he said. A lot of fun to watch. I'm going to cut this down because he's got a couple sentences for each, and we're running okay, okay. a little bit long. We are. Uh, miss, uh, let's see. Nine um, is Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Okay. He hadn't had a chance to read the book by F. Uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald, uh, but after seeing the film, he really wants to. Eight, he's got Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Mm. Uh, Fincher's version has some significant changes, but keeps the dark atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven is Mank. Six nice. years without a David Fincher film, but he uh, finally returns with an unexpected and quite polarizing movie that I quite enjoyed. Six is The Game, an underrated Fincher gem. Mm-hmm. Five is Zodiac. In typical Fincher style, Zodiac does a great job at playing at the possible scenarios and doesn't deliver any sort of ultimatum as to who Fincher thinks is the killer, inviting the viewer to uh, dive into history more to understand the case. Four, mm-hmm. he has Gone Girl. Um, oh, okay. All right. A film that can be hilarious, creepy, and shocking all at once. Three, he's got the social network. Mm-hmm. Smart people having smart conversations about screwing each other over. And one, <laughs> of them, and one of them created or stole the idea of Facebook. Truth. Yeah. Uh, interesting and engaging what Zuckerberg was like in real life. Seven is number two. Mm-hmm. A very disturbing, intense mystery film from Venture. Number one is Fight Club. Ooh, number one. Yes. Wow. And he says, I am Jack's fascinated audience. <laughs> I am Jack's blown mind. I watched this movie, read uh, Paluniak's novel, and then rewatched oh, yeah. the movie. What's that? Yeah, Chuck Palahniuk. Yeah, a Palahniuk. Oh, yeah, and I fucking no. You said it right. Me. You said it right. I was just saying. Yeah, uh, marveling how well it translated. I could have screwed it up too. At the same time, a must watch and one of my favorite films of all time. Yeah, yeah. A lot of there people love that Fight Club. Certainly grows with age for sure. Um. All right. Well, there you go. And that's uh, thank you very much for suggesting the list, Manuel. Manuel. Uh, we appreciate it madly, and uh, let's get into our shout-outs, man. Let's do it. This is for the $5 and above people that support us. You get a shout-out at the end of the month, and if you'd like to be part of this, head over to patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. Uh, starting off, we have Deepak Mower. David Steven. Or Stefan. C- Christine uh, Biernet. Andrew Robinson. Francisco Ramirez. Michael Bauer. Colton Thompson. Henrik Winterland. Tom Daniel Williams. Phil Knuckles. Ryan Latonin. Ray Roche. Colson Kuliopoulos. Hey. Kelly Onken. Justin Kelly. Lachlan Skinner. Benny Haste. Charles Kim. Joseph Curran. Fred Castillo. Edward Wilshire. J. Scotty St. Clair. Sorry, just scrolling down. Charles oh. J. Clark. Yeah, just in here. Zachariah Kaufman. Uh, Jeff Dickin. Sean Labua. Francisco J. Torres. Connor Teal. Michael D. Dyke. Robert Francesco Surase. Michael Kelly. Tim Reimert. Brandon Monroe. Dominic Reeves. Eric Bruin. Matt Simmons. Kyle Beckworth. Jeff Kelly. Jeremy Bowers. Joshua Stetz. James Petty. Billy Gilliams. Christopher Brockman. Blake Gant. Haley Morton. Cameron Chapman. Alex Russell. Bobby Michael. Daniel McCarty. Stephen Armstrong. Paul Cree, Drew Burkhart, Stacy Flores, Luke Allison, Mark Fawcett, Kristen Kurtz, 
Bobby Carney. Ew, Gareth Weldon. Ian Horner. Timothy R. Williams. Chris Lemke. Uh, Nick Baldwin in Love with the Movies podcast. Johanna Linoverta. JIC317. DJ Red Hot Cox. Hello. Kyle Spahn. Ahmad Ali. Darren Bush. Angela Dashner. Louis Berrigan. Josh Lawrence. Chelsea Lewis. Adelardo Fuente. Reagan Lovig. Rodrigo Valverde III. Manuel Rivera. Lawrence Witt. Andre Constantinescu. Steve Schluckabier. Catherine Samuels. Todd Whitkey. Houston Bodley. Roque Ariana. Maurice Robinson. Alan Snuffleupagus Bennett. Marcus Davenport. Brandon Caridi. Ravi Prasad. Joe Farrelly. Charlie McKenna. Mark Manchaka. Josh Mabry. Matthew Jansen. Ben Cartwright. Nizar Alabasi. John Douse. Juan Reyes. Josh Sachs. George Manchaka. Heyo. Dale Varley. Cody Markham. Phil Neglia. Chris Consiglio. Wayne Murphy. Ashley Prowls. Edward Dobbins. Johanna Schmidt. Giant Fernando. Christian Lungar, uh, Lungard Kuehler. Ian Brick Beltran Lopez. Evan Zoller. Thorsten Almuller. Eric Bloor. Zach Butts. Jacob Pullen. Philip Lane. Kevin Foss. Jen Kemp. Ryan McKenna. Andy Tan. Brian Akins. Mike Shea. Alexander Marzonia. Thank you, Alex. Garth Weisenant. Deborah Torres. Mike Barrington. Ed Buzzkirk. Oh, Jeff Saliba. Noel Kelleher. Jim Payne. The Cinna Files. <laughs> David Mitchell Baker. Andy Ortiz. John Keefe. Nathan Williams. Kristen Smith. Matthew Lee Cravens. Marcel Behrman. James Trapani. Drew Enns. Dan Nye. Seth Shearer. Andrew Hayes. Matt Yund. Andrew Marker. Chris Jones. Luke Larson. Chris Cabrera. Julian Key. Robert Haley. Joey Anthony. Christos Alexakos. Anthony Casanova. There you go. All our patrons, $5 and above level. Very kind. Thank you so much for uh, supporting our show and uh, supporting everything we've been doing for the last few years here on the Top Ten. And to uh, Manuel Rivera for an excellent topic. We agree with you. Can't believe we haven't gotten to it sooner. Yeah, well. Um, I like this present. Oh, you aren't taking attendance. Oh, yeah. No, Dale. Thank you for watching. Anyway. But nice to see you're there. Yes, absolutely. I see everybody there. Thank you all so much for joining us live yet again. For those of you who are watching the show uh, uh, when we normally drop them on Tuesday, this is the perk that you get. If you are at the $10 above level, the opportunity to come in and uh, watch the show live uh, and comment live and have your comments brought up on the screen. Mm-hmm. $10 over doing it every two weeks here on the Top 10 channel, kind of trying to give more value for the buck. So we appreciate everybody who uh, supports us, and this is our way of giving back. Damn straight. And Drew Enns is slowly turning into our Regis Philbin, Tony Randall. <laughs> we need a fill-in. You know who's great? Drew Enns. <laughs> Drew Enns. Let's get him in here. Hold on. Before we decide to do that, let me drop a Deadwood-level-like line, and then <laughs> we'll bring him in. Perfect. Dominus ominous. <laughs> uh- <laughs> yes, absolution is what I seek. That's right. Um, uh, 
Yeah. And if you want to be part of the uh, Patreon, it's right above my head. If you're watching the YouTube channel, patreon.com slash the top 10 with the number 10 there. And you just heard the address if you're listening to us on the podcast feed. If you are watching us on the on the uh, YouTube channel, please remember to hit a like on this video, hit a leave a comment, and subscribe to the channel. We're building, building, building that channel out to hopefully get more and more people on board with the show. So please don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Um, yes. I echo every one of those sentiments and every, and thank you to everybody that supports us. Um, check us out on Instagram. Uh, it's at top 10 podcast with the number 10. And that's the, also the, the suffix at the end of the YouTube, youtube.com forward slash uh, the top 10 podcast with the number 10. Uh, hit us up with both of those. You can follow me anywhere at Matt knows, check out, settle the score and dropping dimes. And that's it for me, man. You can follow me at the Roka says and follow our show at top 10 show on Twitter, as you see there on the screen as well. And please, if you want, come on over to my YouTube channel as well. Come over to youtube.com slash John Roca says. A lot of stuff going on there. Just dropped a bunch of spoiler reviews for Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier episode one and two and for Justice League in case you're getting caught up or finally finishing the four hours of that movie. All right, we're out of here. Much love to everybody. Thanks so much. And we'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of the Top 10. Ooh.